Well, good afternoon, and welcome to episode 179 of The Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J. Well, I'm sure you guys know the routine by now. I'm going to pull up a whole bunch of different news articles and talk about them while we wait for phone calls. Uh, as always, when I'm reading, reading news articles to you guys, keep in mind that I'm looking at that instead of the Podbean screen, so I won't see if you're calling or trying to type anything in the chat box. Uh, please be patient. I'll get to you as soon as I can. Uh, speaking of that, uh, feel free to call in anybody if you uh, want to participate in any of the topics or have your own thing you want to talk about. Um, or if you're too shy for that, go ahead and uh, type it in the chat box. Ah, I see we have Shar here. Hello, Shar. How are you doing today? Uh, let's see. What do we want to talk about first? Um, oh, here we go. Ty Lawson reportedly banned from Chinese Basketball Association after inappropriate words. Okay, first off, I didn't know there was a Chinese Basketball Association, uh, but I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Um, uh, the article says, Ty Lawson, a former first-round NBA draft pick and current free agent, is banned for life from the Chinese Basketball Association after posting inappropriate photos on his Instagram story, according to some person or another. Um, let's see. Lawson, 32, posted multiple things to his story on Friday that triggered an angry response from the public. He used a slang term and was criticized for insulting Chinese women. Uh, apparently, that's all it took. <laughs> uh, they say the issue may be alcohol-related. Uh, Lawrence was uh, Lawson, excuse me, was arrested four times for driving while intoxicated, the last of which occurred in July 2015. Um, that actually doesn't mean anything. I don't know why they put that in the article. Uh, but the best I can get from that is he said shitty, thing about, shitty things about Chinese women. And that was all it took. <laughs> Which is fine. You shouldn't say shitty things about anybody. Um, but apparently the Chinese are pretty sensitive about that shit. Oh, I see Dragon Off and James are here as well. Uh, glad you guys have your long, excuse me, glad to have you guys along for the ride. Oh, God. It's going to be one of those days. I can tell I'm feeling tongue-tied already. That's all right. Uh, other than that, it was actually a good day as far as that goes. Um, work wasn't too bad. Um, it was a, hey, drag. Um, wasn't a bad evening. Excuse me, evening. I got distracted by drag, dragging off, uh, wishing me a good evening. All right, let's start over. Uh, it was a pretty good day. Uh, work was pretty easy. It didn't have much in the way of stomach issues. I thought I was going to. Right around 7 or 8 or 9 o'clock, I started to get some bad stomach pains, but uh, lasted about an hour and then went away. I thought for sure I was going to be fucked for the rest of the day. Um, but it, by lunchtime rolling around, it was uh, all better. And since then, I felt pretty good. Uh, today was a, as far as the workout front goes, uh, today was uh, chest and arms, which makes it my favorite day of the week. <laughs> I imagine most people who lift weights are, feel the same about that. And considering that it was my favorite workout day of the week, I didn't have much in the way of stomach pains. And this is my Friday, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> since I don't get to work tomorrow, it was a hell of a day. Uh, hopefully you guys had a good, good one as well. Um, I imagine so. It's, you know, Sunday's a day of rest for the most of you. Uh, let's see. What do we have to talk about? Um, oh, this one makes me feel a little bit bad, but I'm going to go with it anyway. And I'm going to fuck up her name. Uh, Gabri Sidibe, um, the chick that uh, played Precious in that movie, Precious, um, uh, was quoted in an article uh, the other day saying, the seas did not part for me like they did Anna Kendrick uh, after her Oscar noms. The reason she brings that up is because uh, both her and Anna Kendrick uh, were both first-time Oscar nominees at the Academy Awards in 2010. So they're close to the same age. 
uh, had their breakout performances at, at close to the same time. And she's made comments that, you know, she didn't get nearly the roles that Anna Kendrick did afterwards. Um, cause she didn't do a ton. She's been on a couple, like she was in a couple movies and then, uh, started doing some TV things. So she's working, uh, don't get me wrong, but she, obviously she hasn't had nearly the career that, uh, Anna Kendrick has. Um, and so she was, you know, talking about that and it's well, for obvious reasons, uh, most directors are looking for someone that looks like Anna Kendrick for their lead roles, as opposed to someone that looks like that lady. And that's, you know, um, not trying to be insulting. Obviously she's uh, quite a bit overweight and that's shouldn't stop her from getting work, obviously. But when a director ha- and a writer has an image for their, a certain role, it's not going to be that most of the time. That's just the nature of how it is, you know, not, not to say mean things about fat people, you know, but, so she shouldn't be surprised that uh, she hasn't been offered the same amount of role or same kind of roles as Anna Kendrick. Because uh, uh, fair or not, that's just how most of the roles are written. And there, there's roles that you could, you, know, you could give to Anna Kendrick that wouldn't make sense for uh, uh, giving it to her. Like any kind of like, uh, I've seen Anna Kendrick do like half-ass action roles. I think it was like more action and comedy slash shit. Uh, but obviously that wouldn't be appropriate for her. It's not very believable. <laughs> um, so... I don't know what you guys think about that. Do you think she has a right to complain about the, uh, that she hasn't had the same career that Anna Kendrick has, or do you think uh, that she's right to be complaining about it? No, you guys, or you guys can just talk amongst yourself. (laughs) Either one of those is work. Um, so while I feel bad for, uh, I don't think she's being realistic about her complaints. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Oh, this, I didn't really actually read most of these articles. Uh, keep in mind, I just click on the headlines. I like to read them with you guys and, and learn at the same time. Uh, but I saw an article about uh, titled X Headbangers Ball, Ricky Ratman Recalls Reckless Visit to Action Park with Allison Chains. And uh, that's that caught my attention for a couple t- different reasons. Uh, firstly, because they mentioned the name Headbangers Ball. Uh, and I don't know how many of you would be familiar with that. Um, it's a... Uh, it was on MTV. Well, okay, depending on how you how old you are, this is gonna be a lot of crazy things to tell you at the same time. Okay, MTV used to show music videos. Uh, that used to be all they did. They had very little in the way of anything else. I realize that's a crazy thing to say to some of the younger folk, but it's true. Um, and back in the day, while they played videos, there's certain videos they didn't really play on a normal basis. Uh, we're talking this is the mid '80s to like basically the mid '90s. Uh, one of the things that they didn't play on a normal rotation was any kind of heavy metal, um, thrash, or even some of the harder rock shit. Um, except for one time on Saturday nights, at, I think it started at 10 o'clock and ran till like midnight. It was like a two hour block. It was something called headbangers ball. And all it played was fucking awesome music, uh, or, and music videos, obviously. Uh, that's where I experienced, uh, like a lot of different music that I wouldn't have otherwise. Uh, me and my friends would sit down and watch it. Or sometimes, actually, sometimes uh, I had a friend who would uh, tape it uh, and we'd watch it the next day on, on a VHS tape, <laughs> which makes me even older, apparently. Uh, fuck, I'm betcha's people don't even know what the fuck that is anymore. <laughs> uh, but it, it had all kinds of cool things on it. Uh, and the other thing that caught my eye was they were talking about a place called Action Park, which I've never been to, uh, being I think it's in Jersey or something like that. But uh, anyone who's not familiar with it, you should Google it. It was a crazy-ass place. Um, it was basically an amusement park that this guy made up and put in all kinds of crazy, like, fucking dangerous rides and, and, and things like that for you to fuck around on. Uh, 
if any of you have ever seen the latest, uh, well, fucking Johnny Knoxville did a movie that was kind of based on it, but the real action park was way crazier and more dangerous. <laughs> so, um, the episode for Headbangers Ball I'm speaking about is one where them and Allison Chains went there, and I guess uh, Ricky Ratman was saying that, uh, um, a lot of the shit that they did was fucking not safe in the least bit. Let's see. I can like lost it. I lost the fucking article. Where's that go? Nope. That's not it. Nope. That's not it. Nope. That's not it. Damn. I, oh, there it goes. Uh, <laughs> they called it the most It was mostly a water style park. Although I think they had a couple other rides, but it was called the most dangerous water park in America, New Jersey's action park. Uh, or tra- or traction park, as the locals n- notoriously nicknamed it, promised adventures, big things for little kids to do, and the grandest water attractions in the world. Uh, but it was mostly known for bumps, bruises, dislocated shoulders, and worse. There were so many injuries the park had to had its own ambulance. Uh, tragically, there were also deaths. Three drowned in a wave pool. One was thrown from the alpine slide onto the rocks uh, the pool had to- been told to remove, and one was electrocuted after falling into water on the kayak experience. <laughs> But the article is actually about uh, Ricky Rackman and Allison Chains going and going to the park and doing most of those crazy things. I imagine it was a good time as long as you didn't get hurt. Oh, let's see. What else do we have today? As I mentioned, feel free to call anybody that wants to talk about this shit or if you have your own shit to talk about. I get bored just sitting here talking to myself occasionally. <laughs> um. Oh, here we go. Here's a... Oh, Oh, hello there, Fack. Uh, I think you're new to the show. <laughs> he says he has a uh, working VHS tape oh, tape player. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, the only reason I can think of that is if you have like old uh, home movies or something like that that you want to preserve. Although apparently you can have those transferred over on the like DVD now. And on a completely different note, uh, way more of a bummer one, uh, jihadists launch assault on Mozambique's l- luxury tourist island. Which, okay, first off, I didn't know Mozambique had a luxury tourist island, uh, so I learned something today. Uh, and I learned about it just in time to find out there's probably no reason to go there anymore. Because uh, apparently um, extremists, uh, they said there's probably Islamist extremists uh, have been, uh, there, and they've been uh, um, fucking up northern Mozambique for quite a while now. Uh, but... Uh, they hadn't uh, messed with this island until, I guess, last week. It says, in the last week, two pristine Indian, o- o- Indian Ocean Island resorts off the coast of Mozambique were turned into war zones by militants le- linked to Islamic State. Uh, the situation is still developing, but is believed Islamists were responsible for the fires on Sitta Island. Yeah, and then it goes on to tell people... Uh, about several different people that uh, owned resorts there, and now they're losing all the shit. Like, example, Henry Pittman, a British businessman who won a 50-year lease for Vamazini Island some 15 years ago, told the Telegraph that the recent attacks have been devastating. Uh, For more than a decade, he had spent vast amounts of money turning Vazamine into a luxury tourist uh, conservation center, uh, providing jobs for locals and protecting a local coral reef and marine life. Um, In 2006... Mandela stone by, stu, ugh, excuse me, stood by the Mozambique president as he opened Mr. Pittman's resort. Uh, a raft of A-list celebrities, including Tom Hanks, Daniel Craig, and Emma Watson, have visited the resort. So apparently it's really nice. Uh, but now that dream seems over. But he said he will return and rebuild his luxury lodge burned down last Friday after invaders raided food stocks on the island. You know, okay, 
I've always wanted to um, go to like one of those awesome resorts in a foreign country and, and you know, just because they seem really, really nice, uh, ranging from ones in Mexico, Costa Rica, apparently Mozambique and all these other places. Um, I've heard tons of people tell me how they're a really good time and they they appeal to me because uh, I'm I'm a lazy person on vacation. When I go on vacation, I want to go someplace and be in that place. I don't like getting someplace and going, okay, now we're going to travel over here. Now we're going to travel over here. Now we're going to go over here. I, that's not my type of vacation. Uh, so an inclusive resort is really interesting to me because you go there and then you're there. You're at the spot that you want to be at. Um, so I'd always wanted to do that. I don't really drink anymore uh, with these with these inclusive resorts, so I'd probably be losing out on, on the monetary wise, but on the other hand, I might take up drinking for a week if I, if I was ever in a resort. Cause not like I don't like it. I just don't do it anymore. The hangovers are too much of a pain in the ass. Um, the closest I've ever done to that was a year and a half ago, not this winter, but uh, last winter I went to Vegas and I've been to Vegas one time before that, but I had stayed at the strip, um, which was nice, but it's, you know, obviously the trip's a very long, big place. And so you can only do so much walking around on it. Uh, this last time, on the other hand, I stayed at, uh, downtown in Fremont street. And I liked that quite a bit. That was my kind of uh, idea of fun. Uh, it's not very big. It's, you know, just, I think like five or six or seven or eight hotels and maybe a two or three block strip, um, with all, with all the different attractions and like there's casinos, a bunch of shops, restaurants and all that good stuff. I like that quite a bit because it was pretty much all in one spot. You know, like I, I could fuck around and, you know, um, gamble some or, you know, get something to eat or walk around. And then when I was tired, I could go straight up to my room. It, you know, no hopping in a car to go back to where you're, you're supposed to be staying or anything like that. Um, I didn't do a ton of gambling. Actually, I went there to, to go see my friend Roxanne, who lives in uh, Vegas. Uh, so I was there for only a couple of days. And that couple of days is enough, especially if you're not a gambling person. But I enjoyed it quite a bit, and I plan to go, uh, well, I guess I'm not going this year, because we can't afford it, but hopefully next winter, we'll be in a better financial situation to do those kind of things. Oh, let's see. Oh, well, on a slightly brighter note, an elementary school teacher asked parents to wear clothes and avoid appearing with big joints in the back room, background of Zoom classes. Uh, you don't think that'd be something they would have to ask about, but apparently so. Uh, the bullet points on this one are uh, in a Palm Beach County school board meeting earlier this week, elementary school teacher Edith Pride. Okay, well, either she's a million years old or some people have a really, uh, her parents had a really mean sense of humor because I don't believe there's anybody in the age of 70 who's supposed to be named Edith. Um, but she implored parents to behave appropriately during their children's remote school days, which are filmed and recorded <laughs> in her three minute speech. Pride asked parents to have on proper clothing and uh, avoid a point appearing with big joints in the background of their children's video conferences during the school day. Little joints are apparently okay. Uh, or bowls or, you know, stuff like that. Um, <laughs> several other Palm beach County school teachers reported similar instance of alcohol consumption, partial nudity, or drug use in the background of virtual lessons. Um, yeah. Um, however, researchers have found that parents stressed out by new circumstances and remote learning amid the pand pandemic drink more and are more likely to report binge drinking than parents who are not stressed. So, uh, you know, so they have a really big excuse. How is this a thing? Uh, how could you possibly think that you, uh, 
I don't know. I guess some people shouldn't be parents, but you would think you would not need any kind of instructions to avoid walking around naked uh, behind your kid while he's you know, on a video conference with like 30 other kids and a, and a teacher, uh, much less uh, smoking joints behind him or other or drinking or all this other crazy stuff. One thing. OK, I've got no problem with drinking. I've got no problem with smoking pot. I'm a big fan of it myself uh, and I don't have kids, so I don't want to feel like I have be too hypocritical about what I'm speaking about since obviously I don't not in a proper place to judge it, but I don't think it's a good idea to smoke and be smoking around your kids regardless. I mean, at least go to a fucking different room, air it out. You don't want your kids to get fucked up on secondhand smoke. (laughs) And if you're close enough to your kids smoking it, that they can be, you can, you can be seeing while they're on their teleconference at school, then fucking you're way too close to be smoking to the kid in the first place, regardless of what they're doing. (laughs) excuse me um it's ridiculous um drinking eh, i don't know it depends what kind of drinking you're doing if you're just having a drink or two uh, in the same spot as your kid that's not a big deal although i don't think you should be getting like fucking drunk around your kid that seems irresponsible um but once again i don't have kids uh i'm what do i know right (laughs) it's it's easy for me, me to be judgmental when i'm not in their situation no, let's see what else we've got today. God damn, people. One of you can call in at any time you want. You know, it's got to be boring just listen to me talk to my fucking self. Uh, let's see what else we got today. Oh, let's see. Oh, um, I saw an article about, uh, <laughs> about uh, Matrix 4 coming out. Uh, the reason the the article was there, I guess, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, who has a small role in it, said it's going to be a lot visually different than the other ones. Um, I don't know what he means by that because I've only seen the first one. Uh, I never watched the second two. I really wasn't much interested in it, um, which makes me weird, I guess. Uh, most people I know are big fans of the Matrix uh, movies, and if you watch the first one, why wouldn't you watch the second or third one? I just never had any interest. The first one was cool, but not like spectacular to me or anything like that. Uh, the fourth one, God, <laughs> I have so zero interest in watching it. I'm, it's not even going to be a, a fucking thing. Um, I'm obviously I might watch it once it comes to one of the streaming services, but I'm certainly not going to go out of my way. I don't know. But you people might have a different opinion on it. As I said, most people are big fan of the Matrix. One second, I guess gotta get some water. I'm parched. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, you guys, you guys like that with any movies? Movies that lots of people are really into, and you've always been like, meh. Um, I'm sure there's other ones I can think of as well. Um, like most of the gangster movies, uh, <coughs> never really gave a shit about The Godfather. Like, for example, uh, Goodfellas I liked, but I've never bothered to see movies like Casino or um, what's the other big mobster movie. Um, just never really been into him. Didn't really care. Um, oh, there you go. Dragon Ops talking about Avatar. I've never watched more than bits and pieces of Avatar. I had no. I don't know why it didn't interest me. It seems like it'd be the sort of thing that interests me. I'm a nerdy motherfucker. You know, I I like cartoon shit, but for some reason, I just, it just just didn't do anything for me. Um, I don't know. Maybe I was being a hipster since everyone else seemed to like it so much. <laughs> but yeah, I've never even watched the whole thing from front to back. So oh, Char mentioned Suicide Squad. Yeah, they, oh, well, you're you're not the only one who thought that one was no good, though. <laughs> I think that was the majority of people. 
And don't get me wrong, it had some bits that I thought were fun. Uh, I might have been the only person in the world that that was okay with them using Will Smith as Deadshot. Um, but uh, and and Harley Quinn, you know, the chick they used for that was a good uh, casting in that role. Uh, and it had some funny parts, but the the bad guys and the entire plot were just fucking horrible. <laughs> it uh, and the movie seemed to drag on for quite a bit as well. And the Joker fucking sucked. <laughs> so all those things worked against it. Uh oh. Uh, oh, hey, I saw Strays here. You watched Man on Fire again last night. I've never seen that movie. Is that the one with like Denzel Washington or something like that? I, I think I know which movie you're talking about, but I've never actually seen it. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll try. It. I'll check it out when I get a chance. And our new friend, Fact, is that how you say it? P H A K? Would that be Fact? Uh, he said the last three Star Wars movies can be tossed in a woke garbage pile. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan either, which I know is another nerd sin. Uh, I not, I like the uh, the original three movies, uh, but I wasn't like all worked up about it like most people were when the, they started making the new ones and became disappointed with them. Um, I've seen the first two of the three. I haven't bothered to see the third one yet. And yeah, they're very disappointing, just very confusing. Uh, I, I don't care about the woke stuff. I don't, it, it doesn't bother me yet. But uh, they seem to meander about and uh, their plots were kind of ridiculous. Uh, so I, I like the uh, the chick that they got to, for the main role. I thought she was cool. Uh, Daisy, Daisy Ridley, I believe. Um, but I didn't give a shit about most of the rest of the, rest of the characters. And Adam Driver is like the main bad guy slash good guy slash bad guy. I don't know. He, he just wasn't very convincing for me. Yep. Oh, Dragon Off just mentioned he's watching Karate Kid 3. I don't think I've seen Karate Kid, Kid 3. Um, I've seen the first two. I'm not sure about the third one. Uh, not Grumpy Neighbors mentioned Casino is a good film. Haven't seen it, but that's a good that's a good example of a film a bazillion people have seen that I just never had any real interest to. Um, I should. I mean, it seems I from what I heard, it's really really good. Uh, I just never got around to watching it. I was too busy watching shit like uh, I don't. Goddamn, dude, I don't even really watch stuff anymore. Really, every once in a while, um, like I'm trying to work my way through this season of The Boys. Um, I'm about two episodes behind everybody else though. Uh, it's a, which is a, it's a fun shit series, but I catch myself getting bored with it halfway through. Like there's been a couple points where I just like fast forward it, like the entire deep stuff. I've been pretty much fast forwarding through most of that shit because I don't give a care a shit about his character arc. Um, I'm just trying to I'm trying to get to the fireworks, so to speak. Uh, Stray mentioned Cobra Kai as rad. I've heard a lot about that. Um, apparently uh, they've got two or three seasons of it at this point. Um. And for those people that aren't aware, it's basically the continuation of the Karate Kid story like 20 or 30 years later. Um, but uh, I've heard nothing but good things about it from people actually that said they didn't expect it to be good. Uh, they just watched it for fucking you know shits and giggles and it was a lot better than they thought. Um, but yeah, like there used to be series I loved. Like I was a big fan of Scrubs when it came out. Um, at least the first three or four or five seasons. It got kind of silly the, the last couple seasons, uh, but I was always very enjoyable. It was a movie. It was one of those TV shows that was really funny, but uh, would make me cry on a semi-regular basis, which is embarrassing because I'm, I'm not a small dude, but but, but at least choke up a little bit. Uh, I'm a lot more emotional than I let on sometimes. It's, uh, it's easy to make me cry, actually. 
<laughs> or at least become, you know, like, uh, like the shit on my Facebook. I have friends that I unfollow just because they post too many shitty animal stories. It's a lot easy, a lot easier to get me upset about an animal than it is for a person. Uh, I'm a lot more callous about people than I am animals. And I have friends that, you know, I flat out can't follow them anymore because all they post is shitty stuff about animals. Like, oh, look at this. What happened to this rescue animal or this or that, you know? Uh, and it gets worse. We you know, rescue animals are bad enough, but when they start posting actual uh, like posts about the animal abuse, you know, they're trying to spread awareness and that kind of shit. But I can't have that on my Facebook. Holy shit. You know, uh, that's just going to bring me down. I won't even be able to function. Just spend all day crying at the computer. Dragon off said he got so high in Amsterdam once he thought he was dead. Scrubs was playing all night. Uh, you know, I enjoyed it. It was, it was a good show. Uh, it, it was the it wasn't a believable in sometimes because the parade of ridiculously hot women that JD dated was was totally out of proportion with how he looked regardless if he was a doctor or not. Um, but yeah, they had a lot of pretty women on there. I was a big fan of uh, Sarah Chalk who played Elliot on it. Um, Becky too. <laughs> God, that she's had an interesting career, hasn't she? She replaced Becky on uh, Roseanne. Uh, then I didn't see her for years and years and years. I'm sure she did stuff. And then she popped up on Scrubs and had a pretty successful career on that. Um, went, went back, did a couple episodes of the uh, Roseanne show again in, in a completely different role, which I thought was pretty funny. And uh, as far as like other things, the only other thing I know that she did is she plays the mom on uh, Rick and Morty, uh, which surprised me because I didn't recognize her voice in the least bit. <laughs> and I'd already watched two seasons of Rick and Morty before I found out who that was. Yeah, but that's how that is. Uh, let's see. You guys got anything you want me to talk about, or should I go back to the big bucket of topics? All right, big bucket of topics it is, I suppose. <laughs> I'll give you guys a second to think about it. Oh, I saw an article about this I thought was kind of cool. This sleek, futuristic, off-grid smart home can cost up to $413,000 and only takes 90 minutes to install. Uh, <laughs> which it's uh, supposedly a totally off-grid tiny house. Um, it can cost, as I mentioned, about $413,000, but it can be set up in 90 minutes. Uh, it's a smart home, so every feature is controlled through the owner's phone. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. I can see it. Just find some of the bullet points. Now, this is a, a Swedish company, so this is all like over the European stuff. So that's what they're going to re refer to that quite a bit. Um, the It comes in completely move-in ready with everything from furniture to sheets and wine glasses already set up. Uh, the house is transplanted, transported by trailer anywhere in the EU, dropped in place by a crane, and residents can move in, with move in within 90 minutes. Let's see. Let's see what it has. Now they say it's uh, designed as a second home or summer cottage. Uh, water and sewage systems are set up for two people to live independently for two weeks under typical conditions. Huh. So I assume you have to you know, like get more water eventually, but it holds about two weeks worth of water. Um, so it's only about 645 square feet and weighs about 19 tons. It's very futuristic looking. Um, you know, very much angles and things like that. It's power, powered by solar panel, panels and a generator with beat, oh, Jesus, with built-in heating, cooling, water, sewage, and ventilation. 
All those built-in features means that installation only takes about 90 minutes with no outside utility hookups. That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> so yeah, it can be dropped in a private location that would be inaccessible for a typical house. Yeah, you guys should actually look this up. Let me find, let's find out what it's called. I'm going to go back to the start here. Uh, it's called I.O. House, designed by, designed by Space. I think that's what it is. Yeah, no, okay, yeah. Oh, no, I.O. House is what's the name of the company that designed it, and Space is the name of the uh, uh, the house. I think that'd be pretty cool. I mean, I guess it'd be a, uh, you know, um, pretty specific segment of people that would want it because it is expensive as fuck. Four, $413,000 is enough to buy a really nice fucking house. <clears throat> At least where I live. I, your mileage may vary. Um, but the idea that you could just drop it in someplace and live there for like up to two weeks and supposedly all the only thing you'll ever need to change out is like the water sewage stuff. Um, so depending on your situation, that might be pretty easy or maybe not. I always like the idea of having like a, a little cottage or something like that up north or in the woods just to get away with, get away from everybody else. I'm not a big fan of people and civilization and all that good stuff. Um, Char asked if it is, it's mobile. No, no, no. They drop it in on a crane. Uh, so, and so basically what you do is buy a plot of land out in the middle of nowhere, uh, hire them to drive it out there, um, and then drop it on your property. Um, it's, I guess it's for more remote locations where you couldn't traditionally have like a setup like that. Um, because obviously if you just wanted a house someplace, you would be able to, uh, accomplish that for a lot less, but then you'd need, uh, like the water and hookups and electricity hookups and all that good stuff. It's yeah, basically just a portable house. I mean, it, it can be picked up and move around, but it's not mobile by itself. Um, I think it was like a really high tech uh, trailer, like trailer park trailer. <laughs> it, it can be moved, but it's not intended to be moved that often. I would imagine. But yeah, as I mentioned, I, I wouldn't mind actually having like a cabin. I don't know why I don't not big in outdoor stuff or anything like that. So it's not like it, you know, I get any use out of a cabin. Um, so I tell my wife all the time, she goes, I, I, I want to get a camper so we can travel. I'm like, well, yes and no. I wouldn't mind having like a camper or an RV or something like that, but uh, not for like camping out or shit like that. I would, I would, I'd like to have an RV for we're traveling around to the country, you know, like going from place to place and having the RV so you don't have to like rent a hotel room every single night, uh, while you're traveling around. Um, but I wouldn't want like a camper style camper where you think like we're going to the wilderness and shit, <laughs> you know, there's two types, two different types of camping, you know, uh, like a lot of, I know a lot of people that have campers and stuff like that, that they have sitting at sites, uh, up North, you know, it's just one of their own private plot, plot of land with a camper on it or one of those camping sites where, um, you know, they, they pull in for that. And I don't have any desire just to hang out in a camper in a spot. Um, an RV interests me because, you know, to make it more convenient while traveling around and doing things. But the idea of just having one sitting, you know, up North or something like that just doesn't appeal to me. I don't do enough outdoor things for it to be really worthwhile. But, you know, that being said, it would be nice to have a cabin up north every once in a while just to get away from there and just hang out, you know, get away from people. It'd only be for a couple of days, uh, and then i get too bored. <laughs> uh, 
for me, a happy medium is just to have my uh, full-time house out in the middle of nowhere with all of my stuff and such. Me and the wife have talked about that quite a bit. Um, depending on our circumstances, when we retire, if we ever can, if we ever have any money, we're going to probably sell this house and move to a house like in some small town in mid Michigan or wherever. Um, yeah, we're talking, uh, we talk about uh, moving up to a place called Port Austin, which I've told you guys before, cause we make a vacation up there occasionally. It's just a, this little tiny town right on the tip of the thumb of Michigan. Um, only has like six or 700 people and we love it. It's very picturesque. And we like the fact that even the little town parts not crowded, there's zero traffic. Um, so if not necessarily that town, cause it's a little bit, cause it does have a tourist segment to it uh, because it's very beautiful. It's right on the water. You can do kayaking and shit like that. Uh, and which raises the cost of the price of the houses a little bit, but we could certainly live like 20 or 30 miles from there. And like one of the other little towns that don't have the tourist attraction and that'd be fucking perfect. <laughs> I, my only requirement is that I have internet and Amazon delivery. That's <laughs> Hey, that's all I need, you know, um, for the rest of the, then I can just, you know, hide out in my house for my retirement until I die. <laughs> and the reason we think we can work that is just because while I have a crappy little house, I have a crappy little house in a really affluent neighborhood. Uh, so my house is, and I got a good deal on my house because it was shit when I bought it. So I had to fix it up some. Um, but the point being that I could buy the, sell this house and buy a nice house out in the middle of nowhere pretty easily. So that's my, uh, retirement plan. Uh, as, as long, you know, that may change when I become world famous on this podcast and money just starts pouring in, I probably will, you know, have changes in my plan of where I want to live and retire to. But for right now, that's the moderate, uh, modest plan that we have. <laughs> How about you guys? Any of you guys, uh, planning out your retirement already where you want to live when you, when you're done working and aren't tied to one spot? It's always a cool thing to think about. Uh, you know, um, and I've played around with pretending like if I struck it rich where I'd want to live, uh, I like looking at houses. You guys that are on the OG are aware of this. Um, one of my favorite things to do is, you know, look at houses way outside of my price range and go, well, yeah, if I had like 3 million to spend, uh, where would I want to live and checking out different spots, uh, which is, you know, just something I do on board at work. Um, I, my job can be very busy, but there's also times where I got jack shit to do while I'm sitting around waiting for the phone to ring or a member to come up to my desk and ask for something. So uh, luckily for me, my boss is reasonable. Um, he's told me before, I, I think I've told you guys this before, he's told me that uh, as long as my work's done and I'm not ignoring members and shit like that, he doesn't care if I fuck around on the internet. Because he goes, you know, I don't, he said, I don't expect you to like stare at a wall <laughs> when, you know, when you don't have anything to do. Um of course, he did say that if I neglected my paperwork or, you know, stopped paying attention when members were coming up to me, they, we'd be having a lot different conversation, which is just fine. I can understand that. <laughs> Charge, she's not going to retire. I'm a gypsy. Well, you know, uh, some of us do want to retire. I've been working for quite a while. Uh, I'd retire right the fuck now if I could. <laughs> but I've got uh, many, many years ahead of me before I can do that. Uh, let's see, you know, is it, are we going to have an entire show without a caller? That would be a first. I don't think we've ever had a show without a caller. Uh, even when it was me and Ryan, we at least had one or two. So, but yeah, it's Sunday. I imagine people are spending time with their family, so I'm not mad. <laughs> uh, let's see. I need, really need to stop, start Xing out these, uh, uh stories when I'm done with them. Uh, let's see. What else do we have to talk about today? 
Oh, here's an interesting one. No more drill sergeant shark attack. Army moves toward kinder basic training start. Hmm. Uh, that's interesting. They said the U.S. Army has replaced the chaotic reception recruits entering basic training have long received from shouting drill sergeants with a training event designed to create a bond with their teammates and leaders. Oh. Well. Isn't that special? Uh, day one of Army basic training combat has always been a rite of passage that involved menacing groups of drill sergeants descending on terrified recruits yelling commands and ordering trainees to perform push-ups and other exercises with packed duffel bags strapped to their back. It's true. Commonly referred to as the shark attack, this non-documented period of instruction was developed during our draft army years. Uh, drill sergeants were charged with evaluating trainees' ability to hand handle stress, singling out the perceived undesirables by enveloping them in a manner that emulated a shark attack, uh, he continued. This activity, however, does not install the spirit of the infantry. It betrays the intimate trust between teammates, and worse, betrays the crucial bond between a bond of trust with our leaders. Well, okay. Um, I was in the army very briefly. <laughs> uh, I and I remember like that exact shit, and it worked out exactly how they explained. We, you know, uh, we uh, we were sitting there and eventually, you know, waiting for it to go because um, you start off in what's called a welcome reception. It's like a temporary thing. There's like a whole bunch of people you haven't been divided up into platoons or companies or anything like that. Uh, it's all of you together. Like I can't remember the name, but I think it's called a battalion or company. It might even be called a company. Yeah, I think it's the entire company together. Um, and then they'll they'll round you up and bring you to the actual barracks and break you up into like uh, what do they call? It? I guess it is companies because we were B company, like 50, 50 person training companies. Uh, we had A, B, and C. Um, and when they do that, there's much yelling and screaming and <laughs> and hurt feelings and things like that. Uh, they pick this up so. You spend a couple days in, in the reception area uh, doing things like getting your haircut, um, getting all your equipment. You know, they'll give you, you, you it's a lot of days stand, spent standing in line you know, while you go through lines to get the, you get your boots, go through lines to get this, you go through lines to get that, go through lines to get shot, uh, shots on vaccines and things like that. Uh, and it all ends with um, you being woke up really early in the morning and told to get your ass outside the front of the building where... Uh, a whole bunch of drill sergeants really start yelling at people and getting them uh, onto cattle cars to go to where your barracks are. Uh, and in case you missed that, I said cattle cars because <laughs> they don't bother buses or anything like that. They literally have you take your uh, duffel bag, which has everything you own in it, by the way, and it's fucking heavy as shit because it's got like a like whole bunch of different articles of clothing and things like that. Um, basically, everything that you're going to use during basic training. Uh, so, and they, they, when I say they shove you into these cattle cars, that's exactly what they do. Uh, they shove you in like, like as much as, as tight as they can pack it. So you're all wedged up against other people to the point where you can't even fucking move. You're, you whatever position you happen to be in, I hope you're, you're happy with it. Cause that's how you're going to be for the next half hour to 45 minutes. Uh, so they load everybody up. And when I say cattle cars, they're like trailers, like they put cattle in and, you know, and they, there's no, no seats or anything like that. You're all just standard or wedged up against each other, which is not as uh, unsafe as you think, because there's absolutely no room to go anyplace. So like they could roll this thing and you would be just fine. Um, so then they bring you out uh, and 
you know, start yelling at you to get all your shit moving and line you up into the three different companies. Um, I don't know how it is at other uh, basic training army facilities because I've only been to the one. But for us, the buildings that kept you in, the ground floor, floor was open on, on several different sides. Uh, I can't remember what they called it. And then the barracks were uh, like on floor two, three, and four. Um, so they had everyone gather uh, on floor one, which is open on the sides, and then they, you know, call your name and said and segmented us up into the different companies and there was much yelling and i was scared i didn't like it at all i don't know if it's going to be more effective for them to uh change how that works though uh, i'm not going to read the entire article to you because it was you know seemed pretty uh long but apparently they want to make it a like a not a lot nicer friendlier experience um and i'm not sure if that's going to work to be honest with you uh as mean as it seemed at the time they were doing that for a reason because then the reason is people are fucking idiots and there are people out there that are not going to do as they're told unless they're scared about it um several people over the course of my basic training needed several lessons in this before they finally got their shit together so uh i don't think that being nice and easy on recruits is a good idea because i think it's gonna um backfired on them because as i mentioned they needed to do those things for specific reasons and those reasons haven't went away if 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 anything it's probably worse they probably need that more because most kids growing up today haven't gotten disciplined like they used to be you know back in back in my day <laughs> yeah uh and that's once again since i don't have kids i can't comment on it too much but this is just what i'm told by other parents and things like that and plus you know reading art news articles and seeing what's going on with the youth of today uh, I'm be, I'd be pretty worried about being in the army like five or 10 years from now, if that's how the new recruits work. Um, the army basic training is not there to teach you stuff as much as it's there to eliminate people that shouldn't be in the army. Uh, that's one of the things, one of the big, uh, uh, um, reasons for it to exist. You, you most, most of the time you don't really learn all that much until you get into your, uh, AIT afterwards. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, do, do, do. What else we got to talk about today? I'm running through these uh, articles like it's uh, nothing, huh? Oh, speaking of the Suicide Squad, <laughs> uh, we were just talking about that earlier. I, I picked up an article about it. They said it's going to be a heavy R. Of course, now I'm talking about the new Suicide Squad. I don't know if you guys seen the uh, first trailer for it that's coming out, but they're taking another swing at the Suicide Squad. Uh, it's, they're going, they're key are keeping a couple of the same characters. The chick that was playing, uh, uh, Harley Quinn, uh, Margaret, whatever her name is, is still going to be playing her. And the lady that played the, um, I don't know if she's an FBI or whatever it was, but the chick that was in charge of him last time, the black lady, uh, she's going to be playing, returning to her role as well. And the guy that played, uh, the army dude that was like their controller, he, he'll be back as well. Uh, and that's about it though. They're, they're bringing in a whole new set of actors and, um, and a whole bunch of different, like, uh, bad guys for the suicide squad. And it's got a pretty star studded cast. Um, I don't know if you guys had seen it or not, but, uh, hold on a second. Let me look it up. All right. Here we go. Uh, Margaret Robbie, uh, let's see, uh, 
Idris Elba. That's a pretty impressive gift for the movie. Uh, John Cena. <laughs> I'm just I'm just uh, gonna read uh, the uh, the ones that I know are yeah, fairly well known. Uh, Peter Capadelli isn't didn't he play in something else? I got did, I think he played in one of the Doctor Who shit or something like that. Um, yeah, yeah, he did. Um, Pete Davidson. Uh, I don't know about that. He's the guy from Saturday Night Live. Uh, Michael Rooker is he's playing on there as well. Uh, that's that's an interesting one. Uh, Nathan Fillion. Uh, that's gonna be pretty fucking awesome. Um, and a whole bunch of other people, but those are the big names. Uh, some of those are concerning. Like I'm not sure how much of an actor John Cena is, uh, but I think, and or as well as Pete Davidson. But from what I understand, um, one of the things they said about the the movie, I think one of the producers or directors or something like that, he said he said don't get too attached to anybody. So I think some of those more unusual uh, role castings are probably not that big of a part. Like, don't be surprised if John Cena and Pete Davidson, you know, uh, get get killed relatively early in the movie, or maybe not. But I know, I know that some of them are going to die. There's there's a reason there's so many of them because I didn't even list half the people there in it. There's they're literally like making it like a ten or a twelve person crew, um, and that's way too many people to keep, keep track of. So I suspect that a lot of them were going to die very early. Uh, but it looks way way better than the first one. Way better. Let's see what else we got to talk about today. When they say it's going to be heavily R-rated. Eh, yeah, it's about it about that. Let's see what else we got to talk about today. I'm really I'm about to run out of fucking uh, articles. I thought at least somebody would be here to talk about with MMA. I mean, Jesus Christ. Because uh, apparently the uh, UFC fights last night were fucking awesome. I, I saw people on the internet saying that they were um, the best that, best event that they've had in quite a while. Oh, hey, Grant. I didn't see you over there. No, they're not around for some reason. Um, normally, I have way more calls this than today, and I see the, the chat box is pretty active. There's quite a few people around. Just nobody feels like calling in. Nope. No, no, no Homelander, no Stray. Well, hey there, Grant. How you doing? Hey, good brother. The uh, thing is, uh, yeah, obviously you're trying in that, so I, I don't want to leave you hanging. How are you? How are you, man? Good. All good. I am excellent. Are you back from vacation? Yes, sir. I'm in uh, week two of quarantine. I haven't left my house yet, but uh, it's all good. Yeah. 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 How did that go? Like when you called in a couple weeks ago, you said you were having a really good time. Yeah. So it's a six-hour difference. So we're six hours ahead of you guys. And I took my son out for a couple cocktails and then got back. And yeah, yeah, I just want to call in, fucking give him my love to you guys and just shoot the shit a little bit. Yeah. Right on. Did you see the UFC event yesterday? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I was pretty impressed. Uh, uh, um, the whole Colby thing versus uh, Tyrone. Like, I, I'm assuming. Yeah, so what was the cracked rib? Was it confirmed what happened to it? Was it a yeah. rib or? Yeah, yeah, I saw okay. it straight forward. It was, it was, it was completely broke actually. Mm. Yeah, like separated from yeah. you know, like it was like a piece of it just floating there. So I imagine that was pretty fucking painful. Yeah, yeah. Thing is, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I, I, I respect Tyrone as a fighter. The guys, obviously, all these fucking guys are warriors, right? Step in the ring, fucking, he knocked out one of my fucking, my favorite fighters, Robbie, right? Oh, so yeah, the guy's yeah. got fucking, the guy's got fucking, obviously, he's, he's, 
you know, he's an elite athlete, but uh, yeah, but the, you know what? The Kobe fight, I'm not sure. Just um, when I was watching the fight last night, it seems like he wasn't really into it. I'm not sure what it was, you know, but uh, yeah, fuck, he was, yeah. You know, overall, it was a great card. Yeah. He hasn't been into it for quite a while. I saw a stat, you know, I, I was amazed when I read this. He has lost the last 15 rounds he's fought. Because he's fought three five-round fights, you know, and he's lost all three of them, and he didn't win a single round in any of those fights. Clearly, he doesn't want to fucking do this shit anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure what the contract is in regards to how many more fights he's got left, but again, at the same time, though, like, these guys, fuck, again, these guys are elite athletes, elite athletes, and, you know, I'm a, again, over time, like, you know, uh, you know, it, it gets to you to the extent that maybe he's thinking about his family. I'm not sure if he's got kids or he's married or what have you in that. But, um, yeah, maybe he just wants to write out his contract and just uh, bid do, right? So Yeah, yeah. I heard rumors that he has money issues. Uh, I didn't read this article myself, but on the uh, UG, someone said that they read an article where uh, he'd spent a lot of money, like, living the rapper lifestyle with, you know, like, the houses and cars and things like that. But his rap career right. never really materialized, so now he's kind of run through all his money. So maybe he's just taking fights just because he needs the money. That would explain his lackluster yeah. performance, because he doesn't really want to be no. there. He just has to be for the money. Hey, first off, Sly calling you cocksucker. I love you. Number two, though, PJ. The thing is, the thing is, if you run out of money, you you, you have more of an intensity to fight. But uh, again, I'm not sure what his contract is or what have you. But again, who knows, man? Again, I, I respect the guy. Again, he's an elite athlete. But fuck Colby, man. Okay. Colby, you gotta fucking respect the guy. Fucking, he's an animal, right? That guy, that guy has really surprised me. I guess it's because I I wanted to. Uh discount his abilities because i'm not a big fan of his shtick um mm -hmm. but yeah but yeah he is way better than i thought he was at first yeah and a, a kind of a cool thing is that two windsor rights fought last night as well uh tj laramie hmm. what's up sly what's up sly? how you doing i have a brand new headset so i am wondering if you can hear me okay i certainly can all right, so do I sound good? I don't sound like a robot or no static. Just how is that? No, not too bad. Okay, yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah. All right, good. But the deal. Yeah. Now I was gonna say, so two Canadians fought last night. Unfortunately, they lost. Uh, well, what was her name? The uh, girl with the pink hair, and uh, T.J. Laramie. Actually, my son used to train with T.J. and he's got a brother, Tony. And anyway, T. TJ's fight was uh, for his first fight ever in the UFC. I think he's got a large potential. I know this kid is a fucking animal, and I forget the I forget the girl's name. Anyways, uh, she had the pink hair, whatever the fuck it was. She lost as well, and the person that beat her was amazing, man. Fuck is she? I think she caught her in a choke or something. But yeah. Wow. Did, 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 I assume you watched. Well, obviously you watched the fights last night, Sly. You did a fight companion on them. Uh, what What were your thoughts on it? I'm pretty freaking hungover. It was, yeah, it was a good time. Grad, you, you missed our fight companion. Damn. I, listen, brother, listen, listen. You know I promise. I okay, what's the next fucking uh, big card or, or fight night, whatever it is? Uh, I, I don't know. This one I hosted, though. <laughs> but it, Did it, you, brother? I apologize, man. I apologize. Oh, it's all good. The show went on. It, it, it was fun. Uh, nice. a couple of us had a lot to drink 
we spilled our gut about some things. I told more stories. Some MMA related, some not. <laughs> but yeah, the, the fights were great. The fights were, uh, uh, none of them really sucked. It, it, it was good. And those guys were on their last season of this MMA, like, fantasy league that they're in. So it came down to the wire for where they were going to play, you know, most of the guys in it. So th- that was kind of cool, too. Yeah. Yeah, fucking yeah. great. Yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a fun season. Uh, we were do we've been doing MMA uh, fantasy MMA where you pick uh, the fights and, and place money on it and shit. And uh, Bukaki by Bombers uh, uh, came in first place, but it was a near thing. Uh, him and Homelander were vying for first and second. And then me and several other people were vying for like third place. Um, and uh, Bomber man- managed to come in first, uh, humiliating Hol- Homelander at the end because he had a fucking horrible event for his last one. <laughs> They're really close in points until this last event. Uh, and then uh, Bukaki put him away. Uh, I smashed him on the money part, like horribly bad. Um, for some reason, or other, I'm good at making MMA bets. I don't know why, but they are all they all poo poo my abilities because they say the odds aren't correct on the site that we're playing, which is true. They are wrong sometimes, but they can still make the use the same odds that I'm using. So it's not like I have an uneven, uh, an unfair advantage on them. Uh, like uh, I think second place was eight thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, I made and my first place was forty thousand. So, so it was forty thousand for first place and eight thousand for second place. So I crushed those motherfuckers. And I'm sure when you talk to them, they'll, they'll all say yeah, it's not a big deal. Uh, but for anybody who wants to play, anyone who listens to the show, if you're all, you're more than welcome to play fantasy MMA with us. Uh, we're starting a new season uh, next week. Is someone beating that beating someone else up? <laughs> no, no, thank you, No, thank you, I just grabbed another white claw. Uh, uh, I apologize. So thank you, Sal. Appreciate. Right. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. With you, obviously, never trained this that. But the thing is, you know what? I, I'll be honest with you. I've noticed the picks you've taken in the past. Now, you fucking know the game, right? Obviously, how many years have you watched this sport? What, 20-plus years, right? Uh, about 15. I, I started about 2005, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I, I realize I don't sound like the most intelligent person about MMA. Uh, and when I make picks on here, I normally go by their nickname. Uh, but when I'm actually, when it comes down to playing the game and doing actual fight picks, I'm fairly good at it. I mean, I know more than the average person, I would think. I did come yeah, in there. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking right. So, Sly, how you doing, brother? You're still in California, obviously. You're, you live in California, right? No, no. Well, yes, but I'm not there right at the moment. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still in the Midwest. Uh, nice, just, nice. Yeah, you've been I, by COVID. Yeah, yeah, there's just no reason right now without with school being messed up in the States. I don't know about you guys, but there's most most of it's remote schooling now, so you don't really have to be where your kids go to school right now. So Right, right, right. Got everything uh, messed okay. up. Uh, the thing is that I guess it's round two in regards to I guess People are talking a second wave, this and that. And the thing is, where I live in Canada, they just announced um, social gatherings went down from 20, I think it's 25 or 50 people down to 10 mm. for a potential second wave, right? But at the same time, though, they letting the kids, again, uh, I got kind of mixed feelings in regards to the whole COVID thing because what I look at, I don't look at uh, uh, the amount of people that have been infected. I look at the mortality rate overall, right? So, again, who knows what the fuck's going on, right? Well, from everything I understand, Canada has had a pretty good grip on it compared to the United States. Um, According to the news, according to the news and the people I know from Canada, you guys can't get it, and we can't get enough of it. 
I don't know what's true or not, but I'm hearing like from family. I'm hearing from family. You guys suck. We have nothing here. We had five cases in all of Toronto. End of quote. Sly, 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 thing is, you know what, for example, um, the uh, protest is not right. You have 40,000, 50,000 people gathering in a place where uh, technically it was a lockdown in the States. Obviously, you're going to spread it that way, right? You know, you, you, again, it's all it's stupidity, dude. Again, I look at the mortality rate versus the number of infected, and I determine that, I don't know, who knows what it is. I, it, it is bad. It's worse than the flu. Is it the Spanish flu? I'm not sure, but we'll, we'll again we'll find out with time, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, and that's the mortality we'll rates. Yeah, and the mortality rates uh, are are fairly low. The only reason it's a real big concern for the most part, really, is because it's really super infectious. So you know, it, it has a. I think they said it's like a two and a half to three percent mortality rate. Which, uh, right. which is not a really high mortality rate. The only reason it's a big deal is because tons of people are going to get infected with it because it, it tra- transmits rather well. Um, right. So that, that ends up so that it ends up with the big numbers that you talk about. But after mm. a certain point, you, 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 we can't shut down the, uh, the world forever. It's just you just can't. Right. So uh, there's, you know, this basically all this quarantine thing does. The only real good effect of it is it makes it so that it spreads slower so that the hospitals aren't overwhelmed by cases. Uh, that's right. the only real effect of the quarantine. Most people are going to get it at some point or another. Right. I think it's exactly so. Either uh, you build an immune system or you're like asymptomatic. And hey, guys, by the way, Ruth, uh, the person that passed away, God rest her soul. And honestly, I was a champion of her. I think she had fucking balls of steel. So before we end this, uh, what, what's your take on the next step? Because I heard uh, you read a whole bunch of shit on the OG. You guys think that the uh, next replacement is going to happen prior or after the uh, November third date? Well, by by law, it's it's the, it's uh, Trump's thing to do. Um, I don't know how long they normally take for that process to go through, but all the people that say, "Oh, we have to wait until after it's over," well, that's not how the law works. <laughs> right. You know. Uh, I agree, PJ. I, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, I'm not sure if I want Trump picking the next one. I've, you know, I, I've told you, I've uh, people before. I've, I don't disagree with most of his politics, but I'm not a big fan of his personality. Uh, sure. So, but, yeah, but that yeah. being the case, it's it's his job. So you can't say just because you don't like the dude that he, he it's not his job anymore. That's not how it's not how it fucking works. <laughs> Sly, your your take. Uh, it's been a while since I've had to learn all that for citizenship, but I believe that. It's decided by the Senate, so it, it, right. it's going to be a matter if they have enough votes in the Senate for it. Yeah. yeah. Now that's and that's that's how they could uh, delay it. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know how much control the Democrats have of the Senate. I don't know what the numbers are, but if they have enough numbers, they could delay it, make sure that Trump doesn't pick it just by voting down anything he puts up. But I don't know what the breakdown is. I don't know if the Democrats have a control of the Senate or anything like that. Well, no, I believe the Republicans control the Senate right now. So the chances are you would think it would go through. But there are some people on the Republican side that are anti-Trump, too. So I, I really don't know. But Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, that's not not something that I have a, uh, that I'm an expert in. So yeah, I'm just making guesses for the most part. But I do know that as far as uh, I, the law goes, it's his thing to tr- to pick it. Um, 
I think it's Obama. I think it's PJ Obama did the same thing, right? Like uh, his eighth year, he tried to push through a third. Uh, I'm not sure what happened. This again, I'm, I'm kind of. Uh, it's kind of cool. Listen, like Canadian politics is kind of weird, like boring this and that. Whereas you guys, I kind of think as I watch and I read research all sides and that. But yeah, Obama did the same thing. In, I believe in 2008. But anyway, see, God rest his soul, or whatever. But uh, yeah, fucking. Well, Paul, or the election is what six weeks away for you guys, or what? Something, yeah, November. Yeah, fuck, right, man. Fuck, yeah. yeah. Grant, don't, don't forget to tell us about Croatia. If not on this call, on the next one, but at some point, you got you got to take some questions from us. Yeah, thank you, know, brother. What I'll what I'll do? What I'll do? Uh, slide again. It, I'll post some pictures. Right, you want know Sly? I love you, man. I, PJ, I love you as well. How is fucking Ryan doing? You get to see calling at all, or you just said fuck it, or what? No, no, I haven't heard from him at all. Uh, we, I spoke with him briefly after he decided he wasn't going to do the show, basically confirming that he, you know, I wanted to make sure he was serious about it before I started looking for another host or doing the solo shit. And he said he was just sick of yeah. complaining, and and he hasn't been back since. And honestly, I hope he doesn't listen to the show because a lot of people have called it called in to make fun of him. They should know. Think is, you know, PJ, we, we break each other. This it's a fucking MMA, like you know, the other ground is a fucking breaking balls type thing. Yeah, I break your balls, you break my balls, whatever. But thing is, you know, Ryan, he's uh, on one side of a spectrum in regards to politics. I'm on the other side. But thing is, the guy's a good dude. You know what I'm saying? He's a good human being. So yeah, I hope he comes back. If not, whatever, man. I, I, it, I truly wish him the best. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, yeah. You know, um, I, I, I honestly, guys, since we were just talking about politics a little bit there, I, I honestly think if Trump loses the election, he is definitely going to come back <laughs> at least once or twice. Oh, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be his revenge if, he, if that happens. He's gonna, he'll be back and he's going to freaking unload on everybody. <laughs> well, supposedly he said that he wants to come back for the uh, election podcast because we're going yeah, to do a. Yeah, we're going to do yeah. an uh, a election night uh, fight companion, or I guess yeah. election companion, you would call it. Uh, so, yeah, which will be uh, fun. And he said he, okay, he said he can be back. Who knows if he will or not? Yep. All right. Cool. All right. Uh, it, it's about guys, time to end the show. I, I'm trimming off. Listen, PJ, I love you. Sly, I all love right. you. I love all you motherfuckers. And uh, I will call in if it's okay with you guys. And oh, yeah, uh, God bless you. God bless all you guys, man. All right. All right. Post, some, yeah. post some pictures, and th- then you have to do one podcast and give us some of your time for questions, if you want. Yeah. I promise. I promise you all. God okay. bless you guys. Right. Awesome. Take care. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. it looks like we managed to struggle through another show. Thanks for calling, Sly. I appreciate, really appreciate it, brother. Yeah, he, he's talked me into it, but it's all good. I like that. All right. Yeah. Take care. All right. You guys have a great night. Uh, I'd like to thank the OG Army for showing up and doing the show with me. Uh, I can't do a show without you. Um, we'll be back at six o'clock tomorrow to do this shit all over again. Uh, until then you guys have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Later for you.